You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. The only people for me are the mad ones. The world is filled with the boring and the barely conscious. Misery loves company. But we don't have to live this way. Jessica and I are here to talk to those the system rejects, to radicals and thought criminals. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but push the boundaries of acceptable discourse. Those who stare reality in the face and dare it to be different. History isn't made by the timid, and fun is not had by the perpetually afraid. We are the Mad Ones. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your, yes, you did notice that the side of my head is quite visible. No, I'm not having brain surgery, nor am I a sexly, sexier Natalie Dormer from the Hunger Games host, Cam Harless. And with me, as always, is your, it's her birthday, and you should treat her right, because not only can she tend a garden, but she's a genuinely good person, hostess, Miss Jessica Green. <laughs> I forgot my crown. I had a, a dollar store <laughs> crown that I was going to wear today and I left it in the other room. But thank you. Well, I mean, and you should treat me right. It is my birthday. <laughs> I heard that the bartender treated you right just a few hours ago. Yeah, I um, I went to drink at uh, City Lines Tavern and the bartender heard it was my birthday and he was just happy to have customers. So he took care of me and I was hammered enough to cry about how much I loved my dog. So <laughs> I was like, oh, this podcast should be fun. <laughs> well, happy birthday and Thank happy you. Cinco de Mayo. Thank you. Um, but we do that- have, before we break into our guests, we do have a special thank you to extend to those who make the show possible. So um, if you have a chance, check out Zen Pro Audio, Burget Dev Services, Lorenzotti Coffee, use the promo code The Mad Ones. 10% off your order and OPSEC yeah. drip. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about those later. Um, but for now, OPSEC, OPSEC, what? OPSEC, OPSEC, OPSEC drip. drip. Yeah. All right. All right. But for now, I guess we should actually introduce our, our guests. Probably a good idea. What the fuck? I'm in. Cam? Jessica, control is just an illusion, mad ones. This is Pilar Petrie. Check out my show, Opset Drip, the only one-minute news commentary that looks like an 8-bit terrorist video. Cam, Jessica, you may continue. Hijacked on my own birthday. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> shot rude. from the prison where John McAfee resides. <laughs> I'm just glad that that Pilar there was able to get a butt phone into the prison. That's... Well, that's, you know, we need to get the proper news. <laughs> and proper news can only come from a butt phone. So so des- despite being hacked by a terrorist, um, joining us tonight are a few names that you might recognize. Two definitely not feds posing as female libertarian YouTube streamers. One's a little fiery, the other a little salty. A freckled-covered Nazi Jewess and her canned-wined Hollywood chic counterpart. The stars of Beating Down Morons on Twitter and the Freckles and Brit show. Freckles and Brit. Welcome to the show. Oh, my, oh it's my God. canned Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> the classic a Nazi. Like, I'm not going to argue that. That is true. <laughs> Like everything else is true. 
but I don't drink canned wine. <laughs> She's a much classier canned booze drinker. Yes. Happy <laughs> birthday, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. So I appreciate that. I had this dream two weeks ago that I was 40 and I was telling everyone in the dream that I was 40. So when I woke up and I was still 37 for another two weeks, I got really excited. And I was like, oh, freebie bonus. So I'm actually now completely happy to turn 38 because somehow I did some kind of like mental ninjing to myself in my dreams. And I'm like, yeah, 38 not so bad, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I've been 38 for almost a year now. So, right, right. I'm like, 38's great. I thought I was 40. So, <laughs> let me, I'm losing my ability to click the things I need to click. There we go. Oh, everything's clear now. So, I'm the hammered one. I need you but, to like steer the well, ship. I'm, I'm just retarded. And I need <laughs> you to finally come into this knowingly. Um, but no, I've had I've had Brit on the show before, and we we talked about all kinds of things. But I talked to Jessica and I now have spoken to enough people that I don't remember what we talked about. So it's like we could have that same conversation right now, and it would probably be good. Absolutely, <laughs> I was so high during that episode that I do not remember anything we talked about either. So. <laughs> 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 the, the, so those the great you, thing about Brit's commentary, though, is it's evergreen. So whatever shit she was saying to you then will probably apply now. And it was something along the lines of burn it down or yeah. we can maybe fix it today. It was <laughs> loves you, but he does not love the government. I can almost guarantee like trust Jesus. Don't trust the government is pretty much my brand. So. <laughs> That will fit in very well on this show because the later we get in the recording or in the live feed, the more chance of talking about Jesus comes up. So. That's true. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. So yeah. <laughs> uh, on April 1st, I made a fake video that we were going to have Archie Flower on, the guy who hounds Dave Smith for things. And in it, I jokingly called Dave Smith a Nazi Jew. And so what is it like being the, the female version of Dave Smith? Oh, I don't know about all that. That is very <laughs> high praise in these. <laughs> but you know, being a Nazi Jew has been quite a ride. It's been like what, two and a half years of it now. And yeah, I, w I couldn't go back, I guess. <laughs> That's what does I do that, now. Does that make family dinners rather awkward? <laughs> My whole family is full of Nazi Jews, apparently. It's weird oh. how that works. Yeah. How worked out for you then? <laughs> yep. yep. Just, a, just a whole family of Nazis. It's real bad. Is it all so, just yeah. like, you get in the boxcar. No, you get in the boxcar. <laughs> like, just anytime there's a disagreement. <laughs> well, they, yeah. they all have to keep their head on a swivel on Thanksgiving Day to when anyone's near the near them and the oven at the same time they got to keep it <laughs> terrible they got to keep themselves safe going to hell for laughing at that one probably <laughs> um so is it always that they call you a nazi first and then you're like no i'm jewish and they're like well anyway or I, they, they usually just go with the fact like you can still be like a nazi if you're jewish because, like, they know Ben Shapiro is Jewish and they're still, like, he's a Nazi. So, like, it's not like they really care. I have Jew Lawn in my, like, cover picture. I, right. I am not particularly, like, 
secretive about myself. <laughs> right. So yeah, no, they, they just end up looking stupid, which is funny. Cause like black people can't be racist, but Jews can be Nazis. <laughs> right. Well, I noticed that Twitter reaction, uh, interaction. Shit. I'm sorry. I'm really hammered. I'm trying to talk right now. I noticed that Twitter interaction you had maybe a week or so ago where a guy was calling you a Jewish Nazi and I was like, you know, this is a terrible look. And he's like, well, you're a white supremacist. And I'm like, after one tweet, you decided that about me after one tweet? Like, what kind of world do you live in where under every rock and stone you turn is like a KKK job jumps out at you? Like, Apparently, I think you're the one who thinks white people are in control of the world. <laughs> it is absolutely bizarre. But you know what? It's fun to laugh at it. It gives yeah. us something to all just ha 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 about, you know? Well, it's it's funny until it's not. It's it's funny until they're actually like loading us up into the uh, unvaccinated uh, camp retreat, the spa, whatever they're going to call it. I they're not going to call it. Emma's. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to call it something nice. Like it's a it's a snuggle party. And you're like, oh, they're definitely going to kill us. <laughs> the snuggle FEMA camp. Yeah. I see a lot of people um, going through that conversation right now about whether they will vaccinate or not and how much they're willing to lose over it. Am I willing to lose my job? Am I willing to, you know, be cut off from my family members who won't see me if I get vaccinated? I have friends going through that right now who their um, people got upset at them because they were seeing me. And they know my husband to be an anti-masker. He's openly anti-mask on Facebook. So they said, oh, you were around those anti-mask people. So we can't be around you for at least two weeks. And so that probably inhibits those friends from seeing us. And, you know, I know that we're in a pretty open place in Georgia. But Britt, you're living in California. Are, are, is there any sign of like the culture like shifting or fighting back against any of this? Um, no. I mean, there was permits. Sorry, you guys know. Everybody here knows the drill, probably. But just for anyone at home, I'm sorry about the alarm. Both my kids have type 1 diabetes and their alarms go off all the time. Um, so that's what you're hearing in the background. Um, my, I have seen it less people yelling at other people. Like, I walk around from my car to when I absolutely have to put my mask on. I, I don't wear a mask. And then as soon as I, as soon as I get out of a place, I rip off my mask with all the drama of a leftist talking about their uh, white privilege and how sorry <laughs> they are. I'm like, I'm taking off my mask because the CDC says science and this is what we do and we trust the science. Like I make a production out of it because I want other people to be like, Oh yeah, I don't have to wear a mask anymore outside. Like, not that they ever did. Like, I always feel like I have to preface everything. Like when Christians say, "Did you pray?" and you're like, "Yeah, we prayed about everything first, but can we talk about now the problem?" Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like I know that nobody ever had to wear a mask. I get it. That's like we all know that. But like, let we're moving on to like what the CDC says and what the normies are saying. So like, um, I have seen. See, my neighbor, I was the only one of my neighbors that was like wearing a mask and doing stuff. So they would actually put on masks around me and my kids to keep okay. them safe because at the start, we didn't know how it would affect type 1 diabetes. Sure, um, sure. And now that, 
you know, my husband and I are both, you know, um, G5 uh, stations or whatever, <laughs> then uh, and they see us not wearing masks, then uh, they will start to take them off or I'll say like, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to, but if you do, you can. Um, but then there's other people in my family, like, uh, like that have told me very close people to me, uh, not my family, my husband's family, who is my family. Um, well, like, Oh, you're still going to wear a mask. Right. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm done with that part. I follow right. all the rules. I followed the rules before they instilled the rules to protect my own children. I did every single thing that I believed was the right thing to protect myself and my children. And now I'm going to live as if I've followed all that and done all of that. And I refuse to continue to wear a mask when there's no reason. Mm -hmm. And obviously the way from the messaging that I'm seeing across the country, anybody that's not wearing a mask or anybody that's not vaccinated, we fucking hate them and want them to die anyways. So, <laughs> I would think everyone that's vaccinated would be taking off their mask being like, we're going to kill you now. Like, like, I don't like, isn't that the plan? I don't understand. Like it's this weird, like two-sided um, dichotomy, but yeah, I do have family members that absolutely um, will still wear masks. I still see people wearing masks, but I see more and more people every day kind of like not wearing them when they're walking to and from places. Yeah. I've seen multiple, multiple people on Twitter or elsewhere talking about I'm going to still wear a mask because I don't want people to think that I'm a Republican. I was just going to bring that up. I think that is absolutely bizarre. It's like you guys kept saying like follow the science, which you never did in the first place. But at this point, it's like you're definitely pretending that these vaccines straight up don't work, which is really not convincing to the people who don't want them. <laughs> like, right. why am I going to continue to wear a mask if this vaccine is supposed to work? Like, what are you like? What is this? <laughs> Well, I saw them talking about it on The View like two days ago. I just see the clips and I see like uh, Joy Overbearing talk about how it's not supposed to be politicized. And then two seconds later, talk about how they're still wearing the mask. And it's like, you're still wearing the mask. Exactly what Cam said is because you don't want to be construed as a Republican. Like you have made this whole thing political. Like, let's be honest. If they didn't mandate it, People like like a lot of people probably wouldn't wear a mask, but like I would say at least 70 percent of people would have just put on a mask and been like, OK, no problem. Like and it would have changed nothing because let's be honest, uh, people like me who are wearing N95 masks because they have, you know, access to it. Um, we're the only people that had any sort of moderate protection like you're. Your shirt, T-shirt, mask is not doing anything, although it might give you bacterial pneumonia. I don't know. Like, go that. <laughs> like, let's bring back cholera. <laughs> yeah. That's bizarre to me that, you know, something that we know can actually sicken people who are completely healthy is something that we're encouraging. Like, in, in Japanese and Chinese culture, when they're wearing masks, the culture there is to wear a mask if you're sick, not to mask the entire healthy population. So we're taking completely healthy people and exposing them to the risk of bacterial infection that they would have otherwise never, never been exposed to. So it's like, how is this display of virtue actually going to save anybody's life or make them healthier? It will, in fact, what we know for a fact will make them more unhealthy. And it's all for a virtue signal. 
That's all that it is. People have literally said, I don't have to wear this, but I don't want anybody to think that I'm not down with the narrative. It's not even Republican. You're just not down with the narrative. And I mean, making Americans unhealthy is like been the scheme of the government for like the last 50 or so years. It's just like, that's all they do. It's like mm-hmm. try to make it sick. <laughs> Freckles has seen, the, Freckles has heard me talk about this. At the beginning of all this, right when like we had mass mandates, maybe like a month or two in, and Jessica, you might've heard this too. I don't know. I got yelled at by someone for wearing a KN95 mask inside a grocery store. Remember that lady that got mad at me because I was supposed to save them for healthcare workers. That's right. So, I remember. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, so this is one hundred percent about virtue signaling. People would uh, still to like up until I switched uh, to a black, you know, just whatever like covering um, a couple of weeks ago when I absolutely don't need a mask anymore. Mm-hmm. According to science, I absolutely don't need one anymore. So what is the freaking point? Um, I was wearing the KN95 mask because I'm like, if I have to wear this stupid thing, I'm gonna wear the one that's gonna give me some you know, Makotam of like, of protection, like some, and people were still would say things, they would make comments, because it's absolutely not about safety. It's absolutely about virtue signaling. And the best way to do that is to wear a stupid mask that's going to give you bacterial pneumonia with a dumb phrase that says, stay safe, stay at home while you're out at Target, because for shit you absolutely don't need are whatever stupid phrase you have on your dumb face that you just couldn't wait to tell everyone because you had five minutes you were away from social media but you still needed the world to know what you were saying and that's that's all this is about that's all this is about look at me this is who i am did y'all see the virtue signaler in chief i think it was last week they had like a you like essentially a multi-country meeting zoom meeting and biden was the only world leader world leader that was wearing a mask in his video. Everyone else was like, this is a Zoom meeting. I'm not breathing on anyone. I'm not going to wear a mask. But Joe Biden's like, no, I've got to keep the mask on. I mean, the other world leaders were like, can you believe this fucking guy's wearing a mask in a Zoom meeting? Like, we should definitely take over this country right now. Absolutely. That's what I'd be thinking. I do Zoom meetings like, what, two to three times a day, depending on the day. I've never seen anyone wear a mask and like most of those people are like so far left. Like I have right. never seen anyone wear a mask just in a zoom meeting before. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. No, I'd rather see him pulling a tube and then do them wearing a mask in a meeting and <laughs> the world. Hey, come bomb us. Come, come give us an atomic wedgie because we're fucking nerds. Like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so annoyed by that. We also announced completely to the public that we've lowered our standards, our physical standards for our soldiers because they're too difficult for women to do. So there's, I think it's called a leg lift is this, um, you know, you basically have to be hanging and then like you lift your legs and apparently most of the men can't do it and all of the women can't do it. So they just got rid of it and they said, oh, okay, we'll do a, a 30 second plank instead. Now don't get me wrong. 30 second plank is some crazy hard shit. But maybe don't tell the other countries that our soldiers are not as physically fit. We want them to be like, no, these are all like Rocky Balboa motherfuckers. That's what we want them to think. Not, you know, we couldn't do the leg lift, so we just took it out. Like It sends the wrong message, guys. We started doing that with kids in the 90s. I, 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 You guys have both 
all three of you probably just heard me scream about what happens to school children for years. But everything that happens to school children gets mimicked into society as adults. We started mm-hmm. lowering the standards for the physical tests for children for their PE tests and what they can do in the 90s. And to where it's now, if it's like, oh, did you not get diabetes by fifth grade? Okay, you're healthy. Like that's that's where we're at at this point. Don't don't get type two diabetes. Like that's that's what we're at. And it's like the same thing we do where you guys have seen me screaming on Twitter about forced vaccinations on children. By the way, before anyone gets on me, my kids are fully vaccinated. They even have their flu shots. Like I am that mom. I am like, we are doing this. And they get them one at a time. So like I have no qualms against them. I have a big problem though with the school and a congressman telling me that because they want to make a name for themselves that my kids have to get vaccinated. I have a huge problem with a congressman trying to make a name for himself telling me that my kids don't need to meet a state standard for physical fitness anymore because you're too unhealthy will lower the standard instead of fix the problem. Oh, and by the way, because I want to make a name for myself, I'm going to virtue signal and make the whole fucking country wear a mask. It's <laughs> probably going to give them bacterial pneumonia. So and they're gonna- recalling Gavin Newsom or they still have to vote to do that? Uh, it's going, I think it's, they have to vote. There's going to be, everyone thinks there's going to be a recall election. It's my fate. It's like, it, they're fucking idiots. Um, they, it's, they're calling it the Republican recall now. And they're like, Republicans did this. Like, first of all, Republicans don't have the numbers to do this. We just, I don't know why we keep saying that. Like Republicans do not have the numbers in California. I'm not a Republican. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> um, they consider you one though, apparently. Yeah, they consider me. I'm like, yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, but like, like to pretend that it's only Republicans who are upset when it's California and like you guys have voted Democrat so heavily recently. It's just like, what are you talking about? Everyone like what? Knowing we were only halfway there until Newsom started like uh, locking us down, unlocking us down, locking us down, unlocking us down. Then that level of signature skyrocketed. Oh, and by the way, you guys, it's great. It should be great for 2022 when we absolutely remember that we threw out like 400,000 signatures because they didn't match on the ballots exactly. So we had to get rid of a bunch of the signatures. I absolutely 100% totally believe in 2022, we're gonna carry that through to voting uh, in our state. And in 2024 in the presidential election, I'm sure California is gonna have the exact same standards. I have lost all faith completely in the voting system entirely. When we voted, the man took my printout from my hand and placed it into a trash can, like physically in front of me. He was sitting down next to the trash can. All of the ballots were going in there, but the machine had broken. They had nowhere to place them. And the best container they could find was a trash can. It's because he couldn't find the shredder. <laughs> right, right. So like looking me in the eye, like I'm looking at him, looking at the trash can like- and back to him. And he sits it right in there. And I'm like, okay, guess I voted then. (laughs) (laughs) The best representation of voting in the United States ever. (laughs) Just like your vote going straight to a trash can. (laughs) And then they go, and then they go the next day, they go, well, there might be some voting problems in Georgia. I'm like, you think? (laughs) 
fucking think so? My goodness. So, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in voting anymore. I, I no. uh, don't think it works, you know? So it's like, what do we start doing instead? Because uh, ap appealing to the system from within it, like this is, you know, Brit, Brit and I have perpetually gone back and forth on this conversation. And she varies between, um, I think we might be able to do something to let's burn the shit down. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I like burn the shit down, Brit. <laughs> Which is okay. I'm, listen, listen, this is where I'm at. I am burn the shit down, Brit. Oh. He, he just said Cam still votes. And this is false. <laughs> just need to, to get that out there. Sorry. Continue. No, I I prep for when the shit gets burned down. Like I I'm I prep for it. Like if you guys came to my house, you'd be like, this bitch is ready. Uh but I still am, you know, like, okay, what can I do? What can I do in my community? Like, um, but mostly what I'm doing in my community now is helping other people prep for what's going to come. So like I went door knocking with a Congresswoman um, okay. who was like, I think she was like, she was GOP, but she's very libertarian. Like as a person, I know her, she's very libertarian. Um, and I talked to all my neighbors. I got to know all my neighbors that I didn't know. And now some of the moms, in fact, one of the moms that was, that works for the school district has signed her children up for my kids homeschool charter. Like I have moms signing their kids up for homeschool charter because I'm going out in my community and I'm like, I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to say like, what are the issues? So listen, if I had to be, if I have to work in Congress or if to door knock, if I have to become part of the system to be like, Hey, what if we do this? Like, then that's fine. My real goal actually is like to not even get elected just to get like just to get a check mark on Twitter and to get everyone around me to know who I am so I could talk to them one on one to have an excuse to knock on people's door without being a Jehovah's Witness really. So <laughs> this is a good strategy for getting a blue check, by the way. It, it works. Is. Run for some comptroller or some bullshit in your town and you will get a blue check on Twitter. But then you might have to be an accountant. So you know <laughs> great. Uh, can I just say real quick, though, uh, just about the recall is just the beauty of the timeline that we live in right now, mm -hmm. where when there's a recall for Gavin, Gavin Newsom, the two people that rear their throw their hands up and say, I'll run against him are Caitlyn Jenner and um, uh, Randy Quaid, a.k.a. Shitters Full from <laughs> um, uh, Christmas Vacation. I know. I'm going Randy Quaid too. <laughs> so beautiful. Like, could you, could you like write, no one could write that. Like that's th like, I couldn't make that up. <laughs> How fast did the left get transphobic by the way? Oh, it was amazing. Oh, their little brains were spinning. It was like every, every single tweet had to start with, I'm not transphobic. I, I like, Oh, here comes the transphobia. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not transphobic. Yeah. That's the Michael Malice rule of any uh, political commentary proceeding, uh, but doesn't count. It's just whatever yeah. comes after it. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to like have to call him out on that because I've seen that so many times. To be fair, that's the Dr. Phil rule. I'm just saying. Ah, <laughs> I'm see, I don't know. Remember, 
when that was something that was taught to housewives at like 11 a.m. in the morning or three in the afternoon. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, Dr. Phil is very entertaining, though. Does he still have a show? I don't know. I just see his clips on Facebook and every once in a while I'm like, ooh, that slapped a little too hard. Like that's a little, <laughs> a little too close to home. <laughs> so he's like a shit poster now? That's even better. No, he like <laughs> like videos from his show and it's great. Because oh, okay. Instead of the full hour of just like that, they like cut it down to the best parts. So I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is as much Dr. Phil as I can take. Right. No, I, I don't think the world is ready for Dr. Phil as a shit poster, but I am. I'm ready for that. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's had more like close calls than Dr. Phil. That guy rides the like political line so much. Like it's like he's always like thrown in the fire, like, no, he's, he's gonna come back out. Like so many times, man. Every time I think he's about to get canceled, it's like, no, he said something like so <laughs> he's good he's psychology the, the united states so that might Speaking be explaining of, why we're in the state we're in but yeah <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. you said woke and i can't help I, I got a notification and i know this is something that jessica's really going to appreciate but i found out that they're going ahead with the black superman movie and the person who's writing it is ta-nehisi coates do you know who that is He's no. like, he's like that critical race theory guy that started writing comic, really bad comic books. See, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. I'm not a comic book person either. Yeah, I had a, it's a bunch of women. A, <laughs> y'all no. are a bunch, I'm just, I'm just saying though, it's just funny to me that, uh, suffice it to say, they're making a black Superman and they're choosing the guy who, he's the one who wrote the Captain America comic book where he made um, the Red awesome. Skull into Jordan Peterson. Yeah. yeah. That's the level of writing that, I, that they're going to do for the next Superman. <laughs> I did see that because him, he and Michaela both kind of leaned into that as a meme. And they put out mm -hmm. a bunch of Red Skull with like Jordan Peterson's advice, but just like really good life advice. <laughs> like if you see a cat in the street, pet it. You know, just like really nice. Because if anybody actually listens to Jordan Peterson, he's wonderful. He's the sweetest man. He cried. He cried because he, the world needs more encouragement. And I'm like, you're just the sweetest thing. And um, so, yeah, to put to juxtapose his uh, actual sayings against Red Skull was hilarious. <laughs> and it shows their character that they leaned into it instead of like being shitty about it. Um I appreciate when like celebrity celebrities can make fun of themselves. That lets me know like there's something of a good egg in there. Just so you guys know, I did ask a couple of people to roast me in the comments. So if you see roasts, <laughs> that's why. And I love them, except for the voting one. Uh, that you vote? How dare you? The one that you said that like you were the hottest woman in the stream. I don't know if that was like an insult to you or like to the three of us, honestly. I'll take it. I think it was a grenade that was thrown in, in between the four of us meant to hit all of us. I'm, I'm good being fourth in this group. Like, <laughs> something like super like brilliant at the time and I looked down and it's like, oh, can't be spotted. Oh, okay. <laughs> so speaking of this, I saw an actual bearded woman at a gas station the other day. 
And I thought I, I, I couldn't help but like look at her because she was a lady with a beard, of course. And um, I looked away quickly because I thought, oh, if she sees me staring at her, she'll feel bad. And she probably thinks people are looking at her thinking, ew, gross or something like that. But I was just amazed. I was like, oh, my gosh, the legendary bearded woman. I was so excited. And I wanted her to know in my heart that it was like pure, like childlike excitement yes. at her presence and nothing to do with like she, she shouldn't have a beard. Of course, she should have a beard. That's the most exciting thing in the world that's going to happen to me for like the year. Hopefully. So, you know, I don't know. Just a bearded lady, if you're watching out there, I want you to know that I love you. <laughs> like, like you should have a beard because it's it's enjoyment for me. <laughs> it's, it's who you are. And you was it a, a was it gosh, how do I say this? <laughs> some women some women do grow beards because I guess they like either overproduce testosterone or like she was a late like genuinely a woman. Okay. She had the form of a woman in every way. I'm sure uh she was biologically a woman. She just had a beard. Which means at some point in her life, she has this overgrowth of hair and she decides, fuck it. I'm not shaving it anymore. I'm rocking the beard. And I don't know. I'm like proud of her for rocking her beard and like excited by her presence because bearded ladies are um, legendary. They're like white elephants. And if you see one, it's probably good luck. <laughs> well, as a man with long hair and a beard, I get called a bearded lady constantly. That's the go to joke if someone tries to roast me is to call me a bearded lady. So I appreciate your adulations and I accept them. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, bearded woman. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, you know, the, the freak show uh, has been done away with, but I know 100% that if they still had them, I would go. So <laughs> I would do. You know? they still <laughs> in Venice. I mean, they did before COVID straight like, up. Have, oh yeah. Like, the people Dude. that like swallow the swords and like that stick the like knives in things and the two-headed snake, like the whole freak show. Yeah. In Venice, California. I've okay. been to it more times than I probably should as somebody that lives here, <laughs> but. No, I'm in. I'm really yeah. in. I like that kind of dark tourism where you, you go to places out. you're not supposed to go. Let's plan I... a trip. Come out. You could stay with me. We'll go to Venice. We'll do all the things. I'm, I'm afraid of the super volcano and I'm really hard to get out of my house. <laughs> we'll talk off. We'll talk off the thing. <laughs> Speaking of freak show, though, I was on TikTok the other day because I'm hip and um, there was a guy and someone was telling him to not make fun of people with disabilities because he's not allowed to. It's not cool. It's not funny. And he literally scanned down and this dude has no legs. And so someone said, could you please do me a favor and ride around on a Roomba? And he said, yes, I can. And so I watched a man without legs ride, on, ride around on a Roomba yesterday. And I've never been, I've never had more joy in my life, ever. I, um, I believe this man will save the world. <laughs> Michael Scott wrote this script. He had no arms and legs. And that's how he led a nation. And I believe, I believe in the legless man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, there's the we've lost our our good sense of humor, and the things that are dark are the best to laugh at because they're the things that destroy us. So if we can laugh in their face, then we can defeat them, and that's the way of the human being. But now, because of our culture, we're forbidden to laugh at anything dark. Like it's it's a tragedy, and it it'll it'll lead us to our own destruction. You know, that's a recipe for extinction, guys. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Although I think there's something to be, I learned, a, a, I guess, a lesson about that this past week or last week. Um, Go on. Did have you tried? Have you tried not being fat? And <laughs> I, so, in my mind, I mean, you guys know I was over three hundred pounds very recently. Like at the start of the pandemic, I was like over. I was like around two hundred and seventy-five pounds, and um, I still have a lot of weight to lose. I still see myself as somebody that's morbidly obese a lot of times, um, and most days I I do. But other people are starting not to look at me like that. So when I made that joke, I made it as fat girl. Like, yeah. oh, and people got very angry telling me like that I can't, like I shouldn't be making fun of fat people. And I was like, I am fat people. What are you doing? And it became <laughs> very clear to me very quickly, like, oh, this is maybe not as self-deprecating as I thought it was anymore. I just yeah. made it crazy, especially to people on Twitter who don't see everything I see in the mirror every day. But so I guess maybe people think that. Sorry, my kid is asking me. Yes, you can have that. Oh, Hell yeah, oh. mom. Sorry. I, I will say every time I hear the the little alarm, my brain goes pizza rolls. It sounds <laughs> like a microwave. <laughs> and that's where my head is at. <laughs> I see it's very cool. You can show me later. Oh, sorry. I thought I was <laughs> muted. <laughs> I went I went through um, a weight loss experience myself. I lost 45 pounds, which a person who is five foot tall, that's a, a large amount of weight. Um, so I also experienced where I would make a lot of fat jokes and then I lost the weight and I cracked a couple of fat jokes and people did not find it fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not fat anymore. Shit. Like that was my main um, thing that I could joke about was being fat. Like that was yeah. the best. And I don't have it anymore. So. Yeah. yeah. I, when I made Everyone that. talks about that. When I made that comment about uh, the witchcraft hobby. <laughs> uh, people, the, people blocked me libertarians blocked me there one they were like how dare you talk about witches and i was like okay. <laughs> i was like i'm gonna go ahead and talk but two because they thought i was fat shaming which i didn't mention anything about that woman's weight and i almost deleted it because people were being so mean um but they just assumed that i was just being a bitch about like fat people and I'm like I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about that I legitimately was making fun of her because she's a grown-up woman that thinks she's a witch and <laughs> I'm not interested, even a little bit not even like no like I don't so, even uh, no <laughs> have you guys ever seen the yahoo answers thing about mermaids where they're like can someone tell me how to become a mermaid and oh, don't say mermaids aren't mermaids aren't real because uh, I believe that they are. And so like, there's like tons and tons of these people legitimately asking, how do you become a mermaid? And these are people at least old enough to read. So, you know, our school systems are failing us, guys. There are people out there who want to be mermaids. People saw that fake ass documentary. Did you guys ever see that mermaid documentary? It was, no. It was a mermaid documentary that mermaids are real. And it was shot completely like a real documentary. And I, it came out, I think, oh, uh, sometime between 17 and 25. I can't remember. But I, I was high when I saw it the first time. And I was like, these motherfuckers are They're so real. It didn't dawn on me till the next day that it was clearly like fake. A <laughs> yeah, it was a mockumentary. 
Um, and there I there are a lot of evidence Rickles for mermaid videos. You guys have to look up. Did you look it up, Cam? <laughs> no, I, I. It's in the back of my head because I remember seeing it. It was like the yeah, and it came out like right around the time Blackfish came out. It oh. was like yeah. Y'all remember when everyone hated SeaWorld for all of 10 minutes 10 yeah. years ago? <laughs> right? Aww. Everyone forgot about that real quick. Well, and of, it's, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say orcas are really hard to care that much about because of how absolutely evil they are. Do you know anything about killer whales? Yes. They're the they, worst. They like to hunt penguins and knock them off and make them feel like they're about to die for fun and then swim away. <laughs> they can be knocked down a peg or two, you know? <laughs> they're dicks. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so first of all, I quite enjoy uh, that because uh, penguins seem like they're, you know, getting a little bit too much uh, love in the world. Everybody loves a fucking penguin. Fuck a penguin. You know how dirty penguins are? Have you? Fuck a penguin, no. man. Fuck a penguin. Yeah, I know. They're cute. They're fucking dirty and they smell bad and they're mean. So, yeah, I said it. I hate penguins. I don't like them. Have you ever seen that video where um, Benedict Cumberbatch can't say the word penguin? But he can say Cumberbatch. Let me let me find it. You guys okay. talk about how you can fuck penguins or something. And I'll, uh, I'll find that. I don't mean. I used to use penguins as my like uh, kind of gotcha when people would say like, "Oh, this isn't in the Bible." And my response okay. used to be like, "Neither are penguins, but here they fucking are." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking true though. Stop. Prove that shit wrong. Prove there yeah. isn't a penguin. I've yeah. seen them. They're Show dirty. <laughs> They were dirty people. Is you thinking mermaids uh, worse than thinking that the Titanic isn't real? Like a, the Titanic was just a movie. <laughs> I, you, we, the Titanic is just a movie. <laughs> we have a mutual have friend that doesn't think the moon landing's real. Have you ever seen the Titanic, though? I mean, <laughs> you at least got to hear him out. I've never seen the Titanic. They just I, say it. I just get this thinking feeling it would be depressing to see the Titanic. <laughs> so, I like so here's James I found I found the video and okay. this is this is magical. I enjoy this very much. But Janet Cumberbatch cannot say penguins. And I'm glad you brought this up because I love a good video that ties into nothing. Now, Benedict, every time you're on the show, Can you hear it? we get yes. so many messages and tweets and emails right. from your... Now, they're not Cumberbitches anymore, are they? They change name every time I'm on. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what are they now? Cumbers. Cumbers. I don't know. I'm making it up. Yeah, I don't know anymore. I Do you know what you are? Bored. Cumber People Collective. <laughs> bored. Bunches, uh, brands, babes. No, no. He has to say he looks bored. There's definitely some splintering going on. There's a lot of splintering. Yeah. Okay, so there's a bunch of questions that I'm right. actually obliged to ask you. They will Sorry go nuts that. if I don't. Okay. So, uh, so, obviously, when will we see more Sherlock? Uh, 2015, I think. Yeah. Okay, are you in the next Star Trek? No comment. Okay. <laughs> are you in the news? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> of course I'm not. I mean, it was like walking through my childhood and Harrison, whose place I'm honored enough. I'm going to just fast forward, forward a little bit. Saying this. Right. Yeah, so don't care like, about that's Cumberbatch's <laughs> childhood. <laughs> nope, not, don't give the slightest clap. Unbelievable. Why would you name it that and then make it later on in the stupid thing? I bet there's no penguins in this video at all. <laughs> I don't go near it. But it was, I know, here's the thing. I thought, oh, I'm yeah. sure they're making it up, but we actually looked You've got at it. this documentary. Okay. So the documentary is called... The documentaries are called Strange Islands. The first one you sort of get away with, and then after that you lose all sense of what we're looking <laughs> uh, let's, let's have a look. Listen carefully. And the last thing you might expect to see here is penguins. These are fjordland crested penguins, named after this penguins. South New Zealand. So why are these woodlands so attractive to penguins? <laughs> penguins. The stream through the forest makes a handy highway for a parent penguin heading home from the <laughs> I just, I love that they put that at the very end and it was like 20 seconds and they named the whole video that. Yeah, that's. I think that England. Benedict, Benedict, I'm not going to say his last name because fuck him. Um, he is, uh, you know, handsome in Britain, apparently. And because of that, they let him get away with things like not even having to say the word correctly, enunciate a word that you are narrating a nature documentary for children to learn on like this whole society needs to be scrubbed from the earth and begun anew where we expect people who do nature documentaries to fucking enunciate. And I can't appreciate the fact that I stumbled when I said that. <laughs> penguins. Yeah, generation of Brits all say penguin like that. That would be pretty funny. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Why so, do British Southern people exist? is my question. Well, if critical race theory has its way, they won't for much longer. Wow, you just talked me into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pamphlet. I got a political pamphlet in the mail today. I didn't order this, by the way. It just came in the mail. And it's about critical race theory, by the way. So, is it, pro or, is it for or against? So it's against. Um, but the fact that so it's glued in a weird way so that if you're stupid, you can't get into it. Um, but there's more inside. And it's um, interesting to me that we're getting like political pamphlets in the mail about this shit. I don't order any of this stuff. So this is like going through the culture. So, yeah. And they don't like white people is the gist of this story. <laughs> oh, what was it? Someone said to me the other day that you shouldn't talk about critical race theory unless you understand it because yeah. everyone gets it wrong who hasn't studied it. And my, my response was, I don't like you. I don't respect you. And I'm not going to believe you. So please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do the like, is, is this supposed to be the same as like, I guess you'll have to read it after we get it type thing. Like, right. No, no, I don't even want to pretend to like it. In fact, I've now pulled my children out of your education system because fuck you. That's why. Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite time. answers. There was a picture of a guy and his wife and there was a little girl with a bike and there were maybe a hundred, 
125 guns sitting on their deck and people under it were like this someone called child protective services why would anyone do this blah 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 and oh now i know what it was it was a different one i've had a lot of gun conversations lately but one of them was a picture of a guy at his wedding and he had his sidearm he was wearing his sidearm in his wedding and someone asked but why would you need us a a weapon in a weapon at your wedding or in church and i said oh this one's easy because fuck you that's why yeah None but of also, this. seriously, weren't there a bunch of church shootings over the last like three years? People have come into churches and shot them up. I mean, yeah, I, you, I know that you remember the big one where that the guy stood up and shot the dude before he was able to go crazy in there. So, I mean, but the one that they popularize is the one that can be spun racially. But right. well, not to mention that I also like that group of people to have guns as well. But we, yeah, we do that with everything, though. We had two shootings of Asian people within a two-week period. One spawned Stop Asian Hate hashtags. The mm-hmm. other, we pretended, which was actually race-based, a hate crime that, like, again, going back to the, like, hate crimes are not a thing. But, like, according to the social contract, which also is not a thing, hate crimes right. exist. Uh because the shooter was not white all of a sudden we just buried that story and was like asian hate here's a asterisk at the bottom of a second one like like it was just wild it's just wild what we do in this country and that but then what people what people have to accept under the guise of not wanting to be called a racist like they're calling you that either way in fact they've established that you are a racist no matter what you do no matter what training mm-hmm. you have so it's like, eh, I don't even care. And, and I'm sorry, if no matter what I do or what I say is going to make me a racist, why would I take your critical race theory class? Because it won't change anything. I'll just still be a racist that knows stuff. That seems dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I fear for you being behind what I consider enemy lines, Britt, because you're in, you're in the danger zone out there. I'm doing the Lord's work. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, I actually have. I feel like it's like a a one woman protest. Uh, I was in Starbucks two days ago, and it's a funny, you know, kind of funny thing. But I did it because I'm so sick and tired of this pandering bullshit. I was in line behind a bunch of people, and of course, we're all six feet apart with our little markers. And every fucking person that came up. The uh, the barista would say, oh, do you want to save the sea turtle or like whatever? Like she's made some stupid comment about the sea turtle. So, of course, nobody took a straw. And anytime somebody decided <laughs> well, they were going to take a straw, she said, thank you for saving the sea turtles. Thank you for saving the sea turtles. Thank you for saving. Okay. The well, I've been in there before. So when I went up there after all these people, she asked me, she said, would you like a straw? And I looked at her and I said, I hate sea turtles. And she handed me two straws to which I said, I need two more for later. (laughs) (laughs) Because fuck her. That's why. Don't make people feel guilty for wanting a straw when literally the, 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 these straws that I have. And the only reason I have it is because it's big enough to fit in this thing. You have to use them at least 20 to 30 times to make them like to make them not to make them have the same impact as like 
hundreds of plastic straws or one plastic straw, one plastic straw, I think it is. And most people don't. Most people just buy them every time they go somewhere because they feel guilty and they want to be woke or they want a virtue signal. So they just have a hundred of these stupid straws at home. They're just killing the planet. Like they're just well, like- to mention- Every person who jumps all over your ass for using a plastic straw are the same people who are like, use disposable masks every single place you go and gloves and plastic this and plastic that. So it's like you're working at cross purposes because these yeah. masks are turning up in the oceans. No, out here, they, they told people not to wear the reusable masks. So mm -hmm. now they're telling, and they're, but they're also not allowed to wear the bandana or they don't want them wearing the bandana. They want them to wear two cloth masks. So that they get sick faster, I guess. I don't, I'm not really sure like what, like, oh yeah, it's like a whole thing. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure what we're trying to do out here. You guys have not seen the double mask. I'm telling you. No, see, you live in this like world that I can't imagine. Cause like everything out here is pretty much open. People don't wear masks. And so I hear these stories and I'm like, this is how Brit lives every day. And it, I, yeah, I just I want you to be free. Let let my break go. <laughs> they all like they all they all take the plastic cup from Starbucks. They all take the lid, the lid that goes on that they that they manufactured so that we could get rid of straws. <laughs> Uses more plastic than the straw and the old lid combined. It's yeah. a magical thing to watch people in their ignorance and their arrogance come together. Like when you see it, I see people go to this, like all these like juicery places, like everybody drinks juice and it has to be pressed now. You know, it's like, like I don't know what they were doing to juice before that made it less healthy, <laughs> but now we press it, you know? Or I guess if you're white, you oppress it. I'm not really sure. Um, but only if you're all, Irish. Yeah. <laughs> it's in- but Then uh, you add whiskey to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it's in plastic bottles that we all recycle, then our garbage person then throws in the same pile that he throws all the other trash in, but we pretend that we did a thing because we separate all our trash out before he goes and throws it all in the same bin. So, <laughs> so when society has collapsed in relative, I guess maybe 18 months, I'm going to give it. When society is <laughs> completely collapsed in 18 months from now, and we are in the cannibalistic Mad Max afterworld, which is all desert, there are no trees. Um, what will your uh, job in the post-apocalypse universe be and we'll go around the table anybody cannibal queen nothing man i'm useless i just die right away <laughs> die take the easy way out i'll be honest with you i was reading the comments and did not hear your question okay so <laughs> when society collapses 18 months from now okay uh, because of climate change right climate change will kill the planet in 18 months mm -hmm. What will your post-apocalypse job be? Oh, I'm going to start marketing swimming pools for sure. Like I'm opening <laughs> a swimming pool company. I'm going to start marketing them as shelter and heat wave protectant. I'm going to make a billion dollars. People in California won't matter because they'll have fallen into the ocean. So I will start working on Utah. Like that's how it will work. I'm getting everybody that is... Uh, you know, it's going to be like New Mexico, Arizona, like everyone's getting a swimming pool and it's going to be a sustainable swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use it. 
Uh, we're going to build the pools from the bones of liberals <laughs> that have fallen into the ocean in California. We're going to the ones that Alex it. Jones has eaten. We're going to mm-hmm. call it. We're going to call it uh, a pressed bone pool. We're going to use <laughs> pressed juicery uh, juicing equipment to grind <laughs> bones, and then we're going to make you a pool, and it's going to be sustainable. Yes. Yes, I love it. Thank you. So there are plenty of like legitimate answers to this. Like I've worked with leather. I've worked with I've worked with metal. I've worked with wood. I've made beer. I love to make whiskey. But really, I'm just going to find some some guy who has the most wealth afterwards, and I'm just going to make jokes at him. And hope that he <laughs> food at me. I think that that's I think that that's the plan. <laughs> I was going to do something similar to that guy, but with sex. <laughs> That's kind of along the line of what I was thinking, honestly. Like, you know, either I'll die or I'll become a sex slave. Like, whatever. You know. I have marketable <laughs> skills in the afterworld. You know, like. I don't. <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> I should have thought of prostitution. Darn yeah. it. <laughs> you still can, Britt. We can all still so, be prostitutes. So we're talking about post apocalyptic prostitution, and I'm assuming that we're just assuming that Thaddeus Russell is going to be in charge of the post-apocalyptic world. He would be the king as, as the antichrist, he will be king of the post-apocalypse world confirmed. Bob Murphy has let us know that Thaddeus Russell is the, uh, the antichrist or did he say the antichrist or a antichrist and anti- an antichrist. Oh, there's yeah. more than so not, one. That, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, well, See, that- how this podcast goes. <laughs> goes on. In perspective, I thought there was just the one. I've got some more prepping to do. All right, all right. I'm glad we. I'm glad we talked about this. Yes, right. you need to watch out for Thaddeus Russell. He is one of the many antichrists. So, watch out. <laughs> I tried to play that game with Thaddeus Russell on Twitter that people that have small accounts play, where they follow someone and then unfollow them and then follow them again, and then unfollow them and attempt to get them to notice. And I realized that's not going to work. And I thought maybe I could just ask him, but then I Because you're not a 14-year-old girl? (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, I had a joke close to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, sweet, Cam. That is why uh, Bob Murphy calls him an antichrist, because he talks about like age of consent and stuff. So Ooh. context of right. those things. I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. about him. Yeah, he's a little um <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. there's he's he's the he's the fucking liberty person that everyone keeps making that age of consent thing about. <laughs> we found him. <laughs> but, I didn't realize that guy was a real guy. I thought they just said that to be like, you guys are Nazis and pedos too and i'm like what like there are there are those guys and there's also there was this one guy named sean who i couldn't <laughs> tell you his last name so you can't actually dox him but it was in a group <laughs> who was in a group any of guy me. named sean will do really yeah i fuck sean man but there's this guy named sean and he was going into like three or four liberty facebook groups like five years ago that i was in and he was only arguing about how he believes that uh, laws against nudity are wrong 
and how he thinks that <laughs> everyone should be nude all the time and that he should be allowed to be nude. And I was just like, okay, first off, I've seen your profile picture. No, Sean. <laughs> Sean, no one wants it. You can't Stop make it. me look at your dick, Sean. is a hotbed for people that want to advocate for freedom for their own fetish. Like, it's just, like, you always know who the libertarians are, who the, the libertarians who their fetish is freedom, and the libertarians who their fetish is like, well, I don't understand why 12-year-olds can't send foot pics. Like, not even do anything. Like, you these weird, like, offshoots, like, Say you're an exhibitionist without saying you're an exhibitionist. <laughs> right, right. Like, why aren't all the beaches nude? Because of you. You're the reason why. You know? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah. No, if I have to see uh, Spike Cohen's nipples uh, one more goddamn time, <laughs> and he only showed them the once, so that tells you how angry I am about it. <laughs> but, you know, we already have Every this libertarian. Go ahead. Every time someone says that they're going to talk to talk to him on their show, I'm like, your shorts shirt's going to be off, right? And no one has <laughs> done it yet. How has no one, outside of a woman, obviously we understand that that's not tooth, but like, well, how has a dude not popped his shirt off to talk to him yet? I mean, someone who's in the libertarian circles that aren't like the worst people. We need like a Burt Kessler, Chrysler. <laughs> Christ. Bert Kessler, Bert Kessler, Kreischer, the machine. Kreischer. Yeah, the machine. let's just call him the machine. We need that. We need that. Well, didn't we have a dude that went up on stage like naked? James Weeks was Does his he name. Does he have a podcast? <laughs> he's he's like a the he's the socialist arm of the Libertarian Party. Oh, of course oh, no. he is. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, look at all the Marxist libertarians that we've got going on. Do you guys see that? There's so many like Marxist libertarians now on their on Twitter, like their bio, and I'm just like. <sighs> so that was something that I was made wise to the other day. I never knew how so many college communists found you guys's like profiles. And I'm like, you know, I didn't even know that there were this many like teenage communists in the world. It's terrifying, but they all gravitate, like, especially like freckles. Like I just, have you found this, this den of college commies that just like exists on Twitter and you like poke at the bear? Like, how does it, how does it find its way to you? I, I just like to go in and find stuff to get mad at. It's my own fault, really. But they've been attacking okay. Brit lately. Brit's been poking the bear. She's been making posts like with the trending stuff in it, specifically being like, I want to fight. Let me quote tweet all you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they get so mad. When I made when I made that poll, first of all, the trending topic was like 70% of Americans. So I made the poll saying that. And it, they were talking about vaccine passports specifically coming in, like people coming into the United States. And they said 70% of people approve of that. Well, I mm. know that one, if I just say, oh, do you approve of this specific thing and don't use the trending terms, it doesn't really matter what I say. My audience is largely libertarian so what i did was like i'm gonna leave out that last part about the about people specifically coming in and also i'm gonna use the trending terms that all the liberals are talking about for something else because they were actually talking about 70 percent um 
I think it like 70% of people had to be vaccinated or something. So I, I did that. So people saw this. What I was not expecting was for it to be, for my tweet to be the top tweet under that trending thing. Right, so right. I was like, oh, okay. Like this is, and, and then what was even more fun was that I had hundreds of comments of people saying, speaking to her biased audience. I was like, bitches, you're bait. I'm just trying to get to like, I'm just trying to get that like 0.5 to 0.6. Like that's all you people are today. <laughs> like, right. Keep it going. So, so you, you are, you guys both are the people that I know that have like the biggest accounts. So basically at what point does the ratio of the people of following you start to become people who like hate you? Because like I see people who are straight up your followers. They follow you on purpose. But they hate you and they're like, fuck you and everything you have to say. Those but are they fans. follow you. And that is a phenomenon I cannot get over. Every one of like, them loves me. There's not I, there's not one person that follows me on Twitter that would not smash this. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I cannot claim to be one who would not smash it. Because <laughs> I would smash it. But yeah. Right, 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 right. So <laughs> is that what it is? It's like a hate fuck thing. Just like maybe if I piss her off enough, she will fuck me. It's the exact reason I follow Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I will say that I think that strategy. Freckles account is easily one of the hardest ones to read because of you you quote tweeting and then it being in the middle of a long like and I'm just like no fucking way. I'm just going to read this and go from here. I'm not going back. <laughs> it's it's impossible and I commend you on that. I don't expect anyone to actually like participate or read everything I do. I do too much. It's just, I do it for the hell of it. I find it to be entertaining. I know someone called, said it's amazing fun, but it's aggro as hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, people get mad now too. I know <coughs> Excuse me. they used to do it to you all the time. They probably still do where they're like, why are you quote tweeting me? Like to get, cause you're a coward. People call me a coward. Cause I quote tweet now and I'm like, bitch, I quote tweet you. Cause I know it makes you angry. Like, yeah. I just oh, like, like this whole thing is for my entertainment. You think I'm here because I like want to be your so, friend. I don't give a fuck. I have three friends right here. I'm good. <laughs> I think because so many commies come to your feed, you should put roses rose emojis in your because it would infuriate them the same way that every libertarian gets so upset when they see liberty hang out say anything because they have that gold and black logo just every libertarian cannot help themselves they're just like have to respond have to bring that energy have to like basically keep liberty hang out in followers so um if that's the game put some rose emojis in I your in your bios yeah they will freak because you're using their thing and um i just changed mine to salt roses the, the best part about that because i did this with the blue waves and the best part about the blue waves was that everybody at first they assumed i agreed with them so they weren't even reading my tweets they were like wait you mean this? And then they would freak the fuck out. And that is the funniest. So um, I hope to see some some good freakouts from you guys. Because that, that, 
they're very attached to their symbols like um and the the blue wave the rainbow flag the rose emoji if you put that combination of things in your twitter bio you could have fun all day long it doesn't it literally you could have the word republican in your bio it wouldn't matter they wouldn't read it yeah. it would it would they would just look at the emojis and wouldn't be able to process tweets saying the opposite thing basically it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's changed, Ryan, so I want to see how this turns out. I put the rose, and then I put the rose that's, like, wilting next to it. So. That's a free troll for everybody. Just put some blue waves, wow. put some roses, put some uh, rainbow flags in there, and, and you're good to go. I think the, like, weird thing about this is that I have... I don't know if everybody's account is like this, but I can have... I'll get like a hundred followers a day and then I'll lose a hundred followers a day. Almost every day mm -hmm. this happens. Wow. And I think it's because my account, a lot of the things I say are just comedy things. Like it's not mm -hmm. strictly like Liberty. So I'll have tons and tons of people that will follow me. And then all of a sudden they'll drop off because they'll be like, Oh wait, like she got like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Like when you asked me, you know, when I made a, a, a joke about my kid calling boobs a fun crack, like that was hilarious. But then you said something about Biden and I thought uh, like, ah, so it's like my, my, my Twitter account swings back and forth, like a teenage girl on her period. Like it's just wild. So I have, um, one day I gained a thousand followers in one day because I said that I formally apologized to all the anti-vaxxers out there. I wasn't saying that I was becoming an anti-vaxxer. I believe in getting your MMR. I believe in getting, you know, polio and whatever else you need to get. I have them all. I want everybody else to have them. What I was saying is that a lot of the rhetoric that anti-vaxxers were promising would come about has. And I think that they're owed an apology because everybody has basically stomped all over them, called them crazy, kicked them around. And, oh, wouldn't you know it, here are these vaccine passports that were considered a conspiracy theory just maybe six months ago are now, like, seriously talked about legislation. So, yeah, I do owe anti-vaxxers an apology. So they are crazy. So <laughs> a thousand of them followed me in one day, a thousand anti-vaxxers and all their varied, interesting opinions. So, um, yeah, I'll drop off by like a hundred or 200 in a day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I found the, the witchcraft people didn't like something I said or whatever. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So speaking but, of um, and I just so the anti-vaxxer thing. They came out with the vaccine passport idea. They floated it. It was rejected by certain states, and then they backed off on using the term and backed off on the idea. And they mm -hmm. just recently started talking about it again after the mm -hmm. backlash. So it's it's another now another part of the conversation. But I have heard many people on the news talking about how um, the vaccine passport, and they always use the analogy of the carrot and the stick. Mm -hmm. which is, you know, beh behavioral modification. You give them the carrot or you give them the, you, know, you use the stick. And every time I see one of these people on the news talk about the carrot and the stick as if I'm their fucking donkey that they're trying to train, it pisses me off yep. so much. Like yeah. the deep anger and rage every time I hear them say carrot and stick, I can't describe to you. Like I... I, I will use, I, I don't think there are words that you've not seen me use, 
but I'm going to have to make some fucking words up so, that I can, <laughs> so, so I can hit these people because yeah. that infuriates me. I don't know how you right. feel about it, but every time I hear it, anger. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though. You're three. You, all three of you are women, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this correctly, right? I mean, I've got to ask, do, <laughs> do you identify as bitches? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so do you watch trash television? Yeah, yeah. As much I as I can. To. Yeah. I used to more. No, not as much. What is your trash television? I'm curious because I have never watched trash TV. But there's something that I'm watching right now that is pure uncut garbage. And I kind of want to talk about it, but I want to know what your trash shows are first. Like 90 Day Fiance and Married at First Sight were historically my shows. I haven't watched those in a few seasons, but like, damn, those are good. <laughs> like, I if you want 90 Day Fiance, yeah, no, they're very, very good. You should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jessica? What's your what's your trash show? So I used to watch my 600 pound life. And then I started to feel really bad about watching my 600 pound life. So now what I do is I read people's tweets while they're watching my 600 pound life because it's just as good. <laughs> and I'm not actually watching the show. <laughs> like being a vegetarian or like, yeah. or like eating substitute meat. It's like you still kind of get the taste of it, but you're not contributing to the harm or whatever they say. Exactly. Meat or whatever. And, you know, People on Twitter are brutal as hell. And, you know, if I'm going to go to hell for laughing at things, I want to, like, really get my end in. So, <laughs> Do you have any trash TV, Brett? I watch Rachel Maddow. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not a big cheap. Like, I, I watch... Uh, I watch reruns from the 90s. Like, I watch Reba and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, I'm not a big TV, like, person. I have a lot of anxiety. So, like, I don't like seeing people in situations that I haven't seen them in before on television. Mm -hmm. So, I just avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's this show on Netflix that it's in their, they're in their second season now. And it's straight hot garbage TV like 100%. And it's called The Circle. Have you heard of this show? No, but I'm looking it up right now. I think I've actually briefly heard about it. Yeah. So The Circle, the whole premise of the show is social media game show. And so all of these different people come in and live in a house or in an apartment building, and they all have their different apartments. They're not allowed to see each other. They're not allowed to talk using their voices. They have The Circle, which is a social media thing and they talk to each other through messages some people pretend to be the opposite sex or whatever and it's garbage 100 and i know it but for some reason i'm on the last episode of the second season and i cannot tell you why you're invested (laughs) (laughs) that's how i felt when i watched rock of love like i really god like, and they're in love and they're gonna go make babies together which they did not there was a season two of rock of love <laughs> rock of love wasn't there uh, like brett- oh there might have been it was brett michaels i feel like i got four seasons and then there was like a season where he was on a bus it was like the bus of love or something like that and they were just I like remember f- bus i, I would remember flavor of love that. yes yes flavor- 
show. Hell yeah. I was in middle Flava. school. Flavor yeah. of Love was amazing. Oh my God. That's where New York came from. Yes. Okay. I watch a lot more trash yeah. television. Shot I- with Tila Tequila, that one. Oh, she's, yeah, that girl. But I can't get into those shows. I can't get into the Real Housewives show. I love shows like, um, like I'll watch Ellen's Game of Games. I'll watch like the, uh, what's the one where the masked singer, like I like those type of shows. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. that I'm so like, you guys, as for such a like trash person I am, I like watch such wholesome TV. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'll watch the singing shows, but like just the compilations of when it's like really awesome. And then I'll like cry my eyes out. And then I'm like, oh, I feel better. And then I can go on with my day. So it's like perfect little emotional button that you can hit just to get like tears or whatever. I'm the opposite because when the, I, I don't watch any singing TV shows now, but when I did, when I was like a teenager, it was always the worst auditions. That was my shit. I wanted to see those people crash and burn. I that would like, mm. you know, Caitlyn Jenner's performance on The Masked Singer. If not, you have to watch it. Don't watch it on air because you'll get taken down. But like, okay. please watch it afterwards. It is hilarious. I'll have to, <laughs> I haven't seen this season, so now I know one of them. But I stopped oh. watching this last season. It's all right. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, and you know what else I watch, which I I like. I am such a sucker for like Penn and Teller's Fool Me, uh, The Masked Singer. My, my son and I have watched, uh, not The Masked Singer, The Masked Magician show. Do you guys remember? Mm, okay. Wait, from like the 90s? Vaguely. Yeah, it came, they came out in the 90s, oh, wow. The Masked Magician. You can find them on like, I think Netflix, you know. So I have Roku, so I just kind of look it up. I don't know what channel I, it was on. But uh, I love those shows. I just like, yeah. I want to know so bad what's happening. My son and I watch them and like, like he loves magic. So like, that's always a thing. Like there has to be a tie in. There has to be something that's like good. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see like 30 minutes of like, you know, like fighting. Like I just want yeah. the good part of TV. No, I feel that my husband's always watching TV in the other room, and it's always someone screaming or getting murdered or something. And I'm like, <laughs> "What are you filling your brain with?" Me, I watch The Office over and over and over again because I know what's happening. No one, nothing out of the ordinary is going to happen. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this yeah. is ADHD. I yes. need you to <laughs> recognize this. This is a safety show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is what she's describing. <laughs> But yeah, no, seriously, like it is calming um, to watch the, I mean, specifically The Office. And I read an article about it too, and I'd never felt so attacked in my life. But yeah, when, so it, it helps your brain to feel comfortable watching a show you've seen a billion times because nothing strange will happen. And so you're like, okay, for the next half hour, I know everything that's going to happen. And there's, you know, a certain amount of comfort in that. Yeah. And there's also nostalgia. So you're like, I remember this. Do you have safety foods, Jessica? So I eat almost exclusively hummus. Like I, I subsist almost entirely on hummus. Um, okay. What I eat the hummus with changes from day to day. Sometimes it's peppers, sometimes it's crackers or whatever, but it's always hummus. So, and you know, that's an ancient food that ancient people have lived on for a long time. So I don't feel weird about eating nothing but hummus. <laughs> well, my wife has safety restaurants 
And so it'll go through different cycles. And it's like, I love you very much. But if I have to eat one more of these, I hate Chipotle now. Don't give me Chipotle. Chipotle can fuck off. I don't want it. (laughs) If I wanted bland Mexican food, I would have married a different white woman. (laughs) So because I cook, um, he just eats whatever I make. And that's that's kind of on him. And I thought it was bizarre. I realized the other day, I'm like, oh, my God, from day to day, you don't know what you're going to have for dinner, do you? Like someone else controls what you're eating for dinner every night of your life. And I exist in the world where I always control what is for dinner. So it's very we live in the same house. We live right next to each other. But our realities are completely different. And it blew my mind. So, (laughs) yeah, my husband does like all of the cooking so i can relate to your husband i frequently have to ask my husband hey what's for dinner tonight <laughs> yeah that i mean that doesn't i for me that would fill me with anxiety like i have to control what the dinner is gonna be <laughs> but i guess yeah no that's uh I, I it just i realize that a person who exists right next to me and the closest they could ever be to my exact life lives in a completely different reality and i think that's kind of an interesting like thing to think about Probably not for the audience. Sorry, guys, but yeah, it blew my mind. I know. <laughs> my my wife is currently texting me oh, God. Um, about. So let's see, let's see if you can say that. Do you have safety foods? Go ahead and tell them I'm a spicy autist. So there you go. <laughs> I, uh, my husband and I are both very adventurous eaters. Very, uh, very like we both love to cook. My husband. Uh, was uh, accepted to a very prestigious cooking school that he decided not to go to um, but he because he got into a different industry. So um, I am like the exact opposite. Freckles and I have had this conversation. I think we had it today. Um, I, the, I don't have safety foods. I do have places I won't eat. Like I, I will not, like if I go somewhere, I, I don't want to go to a chain restaurant ever. In fact, the, I've yeah. never been offended on Twitter until yesterday when someone said that I went to Olive Garden and I was like, fuck you in your fucking face. Like I was so mad, like in my heart, I felt anger and rage. Like I was like, I couldn't like, if somebody would have been like, you mad bro, I would have been like, fuck. Yes, I am. Fuck. Yes, I am. I don't know. I that. saw that. And I knew that you were genuinely angry that someone even suggested that you would eat at olive garden (laughs) son of a bitch and i felt that in my heart because that's offensive because olive garden is trash freckles and i had a conversation one time i don't remember if it was like a private message or if we were just talking or something but i know it was just us we were talking about my diet and i said (laughs) uh i i was saying like oh i'm trying to find a butter substitute but i can't because like I don't want to try that I believe it's not butter uh or she said like oh what about this one this one and then I said I think I tried I can't believe it's not butter once it tasted like trash in a bottle and Freckles goes that's exactly how I expected you to react to that like it was like there was no she's like like she was like that makes the most amount of sense of anything that's ever made sense is that you (laughs) taste like trash in a bottle it does. Brit is bougie. We love her for it. <laughs> I I guess in the pandemic, I would be the one that would turn the the liberal uh, 
in California into like fine dining cuisine when we all have to be cannibals. So <laughs> no, no, Mexican clearly needs salsa fresca. So like, yeah. <laughs> I got to have some goat cheese uh, puffs today. That was the fanciest thing I've had in a restaurant in Georgia. So um, that was really good. And it came with a hot pepper jam. So we're getting some, you know, bougie shit down here. And uh, they, like I said, the bartender also took care of me because it was my birthday. So girls always mention to the bartender that it's your birthday because oh. they'll hook it up. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just turned 50. So. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. I always tell people because then they're like, wow, you look so good for your age. I'm like, that is absolutely true. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that for fun many of times, telling people that I'm way older than I am. So they're like, wow, you look fantastic. They're like, thanks, I run. <laughs> That's the thing. I look great because I eat a pine cone every day. <laughs> I boil a pine cone and I eat totally it. Random. <laughs> I never could get into running because I don't I don't like activity but also because i remember my mom telling me have you ever seen a runner's face <laughs> like they run it makes their face bounce they look old yeah <laughs> like, yeah like wait a minute there's some truth to this maybe i'm gonna start paying attention to runner faces <laughs> to runner faces we need and to scientific yeah vegans <laughs> and runners man you want to you want to look old real fast you want to look like a <laughs> And you will, because no, you, you you they're all thin, and there's no fat old people. That doesn't happen. Like well, also, if you don't eat meat, you don't get a lot of things like your B complex. You have you have to get that from meat. And if you're vegan, you have to take a supplement, which um, they haven't quite figured out vitamins yet. Like supplemental vitamins, they're you know they kind of can get you, but a lot of them you pee most of them out. They're like they don't hit you all the way. So. I don't know. I, God seems to want me to eat red meat because when I smell it, I get hungry. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a good plan. I'm gonna follow the or follow the natural order. So let me let me ask. It is Jessica's birthday, and so oh, yeah. I'm wondering. Let me let me throw you this question, Freckles and Brett. Okay. What is your favorite thing about Jessica Green? <laughs> oh no. Uh, Freckles, I'm going to let you go first because I have. <laughs> She's basically like an inspiration to all. And if she isn't, she should be because like she is truly magical. Like I don't she is really I don't mean to be offensive, but she is the one true anarchist. <laughs> she really does all the things. She's really making herself as like sustainable, like independent from like everything bad all the bad systems as possible she really truly is amazing and if you don't follow her you should and if you don't know who she is you should know who she is this is yeah. she's a 12th century peasant <laughs> that's a nice <laughs> thing to say <laughs> uh you are first of all you're one of my favorite people in the whole world and uh that should tell you a lot already but you are extremely creative. 
I've never seen someone be so afraid to be open about like, I might fail at this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I'm not going to let you tell me I'm not great at it yet because that's not what's going to stop me. I, I love that about you. Um, you are the only anarchist that I will absolutely defend because we all know that I think most of them are just LARPing in their mom's basement. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and you are genuinely one of the classiest people that I have ever met in my life. You have so much class. You treat people with so much kindness and so much finesse. It is, a, I love watching it. I love, I love the way you talk. Uh, when you speak, you are always well-spoken. And even when you're not, it is eloquent and beautiful. And <laughs> It is. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, you you laugh uninhibitedly. Like I love that. I love so many things about you. I am so glad that you are my friend because there's not many people that are just like, I'm going to go ahead and love you and accept you the way you are. And you can tell me the things and I will straight up fucking tell you if you're wrong. And also I love you so much. And that's why I'm doing it. And like, I'm going to cry and I'm so glad we cry. Happy birthday. I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> I love you, Britt. And I love you, Freckles. I love you, Cam. You guys are, and I love you, Heather. Who's like, I love Heather. I just want everyone to know that I love Heather. Um, yeah. Holy shit. I'm going to fucking cry. Oh my God. Cam knows I don't know how to take a compliment. That's where he does that. I wanted to bake you a cake today, and I was like, that's going to be weird and awkward. I'd have to eat it. <laughs> but I just wanted you to know that I didn't forget that it was your birthday. Like, I did have a, a cake for you. I... Britt got me a pizza lovely rolls. gift, too. She, yeah, are your pizza rolls okay? Yeah. <laughs> she got me a lovely gift. She got me art supplies and a book about art history and like that's just that's someone who like saw me as a human being and like cared and that's thank you for that that was an amazing birthday gift i really appreciate that <laughs> i'm glad you liked it so i don't send people gifts very often so i think there's only oh was i not supposed to tell anybody you sent me a gift <laughs> i don't care if you did i know okay. the only people i think i've ever like sent oh i sent freckles a birthday present i think too or a hanukkah present so you or sent probably. me a hint and a sweater yeah <laughs> i did that's nice for hanukkah that's nice a hanukkah sweater and a thing like a case of assorted hint flavors like the water like the flavored water <laughs> So you guys, I have to explain. Jessica Thoughtful said, as fuck. I send weird gifts, I know, but I think about what people, I'm like, what are they going to want? So it's not that I sent Jessica art supplies. I, I sent her just a box of like brush pens. It's like the most random thing that I thought she's not, she wouldn't buy this for herself. Like, so I really thought she's going to see this and be like, what the fuck is this? Or she would yeah. like it a lot. So and I thought the same thing when I sent you the Junicorn thing. So just so you know. I love it. I'm glad. I have a sweater to wear on Hanukkah now. And I've never had like a holiday. <laughs> like some weird thing. Like in there. And whatever. If you get something from me and it's super weird. No. But it's not that I didn't care about you or think about you. I legit think that's part of your personality. <laughs> 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 so like, what the fuck is this? 
this is what she thinks of me. Like, no, this, this is what I think of you. So, Jessica, I almost sent you a stamp so that you could stamp homemade eggs, like when you get chicken eggs. But I was like, she doesn't have the chickens yet. So like, oh, There's news on that. So we talked to the guy across the street about the code enforcement truck to because he has the chickens. He has chickens in his backyard as well to see if they stopped by. And they said, no, the code, code enforcement guy is not here about chickens at all. There's a guy up the street who parks his truck in the road and they're fucking with that guy. So oh. go ahead and have your chickens. So we're going on a don't ask uh for permission, ask for forgiveness scenario here, and we're moving ahead with the chickens. Okay. So, uh, the yeah, chicken stamp. Well, I yeah, know. <laughs> but also that's very thoughtful, and it's the thought that counts, and that you you still get amazing credit for that because that's <laughs> a really thoughtful thing. <laughs> so I feel like I should say what my favorite thing about Jessica is. Yeah, because I I'm don't typically answer so. that question. <laughs> So here's the deal. I have been running some version of this show since 2016. And there was a big space between 2016 and 2018, 2019. I can't remember which. Our My 100th episode, our 100th episode is coming up at the end of June. And I'm still working on the details of that one. I'm really excited about what I have planned. We'll see what happens. But I've been through multiple co-hosts. I've been through... Uh, I've done it by myself. Um, there's some good episodes where it was just me and Jessica. And I had her on after David had the women girls night on the morning drive with David. And mm -hmm. I connected with, I didn't connect with um, Freckles, but I connected with you and Britt. And mm -hmm. so I had you on the show and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again. First off, I love horror movies right up my alley. I can't wait to do the horror challenges here. I want to start talking about it with people very soon. Start working on that. So we can get the, the list going. But when I had you on and brought on Dent and then one other um, guest, it was really good because I didn't, I no longer had to be on my feet the whole time. I didn't have to be leading the conversation. You and I are on very similar wavelengths on mm. most things but we differ and that's what's good is because i have my questions in my head i have my thought patterns my ideas and then you have very similar ones and i don't have to worry one about you not showing up you're always going to be here Two, i show up for work and all of my <laughs> bosses have known this about me i might be high but i show up um and i always know that you're going to be thoughtful and you're going to be thinking, you're going to be reading, you're incredibly intelligent, even though you doubt that for some reason, because you don't have a degree, degrees are bullshit, I have one, I should shred it. <laughs> um, but I, as soon as we had the first episode, I, I had in my head, this is someone I could do a show with. And so once I had boiled the frog long enough to make you realize that it would work well, I was like, we're doing this, a new show, ish with a new name and we're going to power through and it wasn't until i we finally decided on doing that that suddenly i had the guts i had the ability and i had the gumption to ask people that i would have been scared of asking to be on my show 
I didn't have the fear anymore because I had the backup. I had someone who was thoughtful. I had someone who thought I had someone who could follow my train of thought and get to questions that I didn't even get to think of yet. Mm. And I appreciate you more than you could know. You're easily one of the smartest women that I've met in my life. Oh, damn. It's true. And without you, I would no longer be doing this show. I can almost guarantee that. Oh, I wow. probably would have given up. That's that's an amazing thing to know. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> I was on my last I don't know leg, how dude. to pro- process all this like <laughs> positive reinforcement. So thanks so, guys. With that, I'm let's watch this video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been have waiting you, for this okay, all so night. Last week, we watched a video where a guy went on to Yahoo Answers and found all of the t- all of the times people asked about pregnancy as just the dumb as dumb as possible. And so tonight we're going to do the sequel. The what? That was Babby formed. That was Babby formed. Yes. Pregnant. Yes. Yes. So tonight we're going to do the sequel, which is about the Ouija board. And so Please enjoy <laughs> a Wega board. How do you make a Ouija board? How do you feel about Ouija boards? How to Ojo board works? How we can do plan shit with thought using Ouija board? Is it dangerous to play Ouija board? Ouija board? My Ouija board is cussing me out. Is the Ouija board online fake or real? It's the Ouija I real game. How we can able to play Ouija board? Ouija board or whatever? How do I find out if they're a ghost in my house without? using a weggy board. A wiggy board game? <laughs> what happens? When I was a kid, I used to mess about with a quiche board. Wah weg board. Is that how you spell the evil game thing? Wah weg board. Nailed it. Luigi board? The Luigi board? Making a Luigi board? Have you played the Luigi board? Can you burn a Luigi board? What is a Luigi board? My friends did a Luigi board and it mentioned me. How do Luigi boards work? Are Luigi boards dangerous if you ask something about ghosts? What's up with the Luigi board game? Is it creepy or what is it possible to die for playing this game? Ah, oh. Help, Quidja! Do Quidja boards actually work? Ouija, Quidja board experiences? Help pulls. Ouija board, Wega board, help pulls, pulls help, Quidja board, Wega board, pulls help, help pulls, Quidja board, Wega board, help pulls. How to use wedgie board, and is it real? Do wedgie board really work? And if so, what happens? Where do I obtain a wedgie board? Do I have to make my own wedgie, or can I buy one from a witch or vegan? buy one from a witch we don't have it <laughs> maybe from a vegan maybe from a vegan though yeah <laughs> they're evil <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing that ever was a thing <laughs> my face hurts <laughs> there's one more that that dude made that i haven't seen yet and Can that'll we be next week next week for it yeah. <laughs> just call us in for the last three minutes <laughs> like each week we show freckles and brit a fucking video <laughs> we'll be on <laughs> yeah, the only place you can legitimately get a uh, ouija board from is a sorcerer so 
Uh, Everything else is fake. (laughs) Okay. I'll just go to my local sorcerer. When did the vegans stop making them? Do what? When did the vegans stop making them? Um, Well, you know, they have to use whale bone for the the planchette. So, yeah. I didn't (laughs) know that. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Um, So, Freckles and Britt, thank you for coming onto our show. Um, This is so fun. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Like, this is an honor. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun. (laughs) Um, So, if people want to find you on Twitter, it's at Freckled Liberty and at Tweets by Britt. You're on YouTube. Just search Freckles and Britt Show, correct? We have new info if we have a minute. So our yeah, show, hit it. the Purples and Brit show is defunct. It is no more. Um, but if you can see from my screen screen background, uh, June 4th, we are coming back with the Fab show. It's going to be June 4th, 5 p.m. It's going to be a whole different kind of show, more like a variety show with interviews. Um, and we're going to have a brand new friend, a brand new, I guess, cast member co-host rachel nix is going to be joining the show so i love rachel yay we're uh writing scripts now because um we we love interviewing people we love getting the liberty message out but also we are super funny and we wanted to like move the move in that direction and freckles and i are also starting a clubhouse group um that's going to be the Fab Show Clubhouse group. So if you're on Clubhouse, um, you can find me at Salt by Brit. You can find, uh, find Freckles at Freckle Liberty. Um, the Clubhouse group is going to be the Fab Show. We don't have it up quite yet, but we're getting started. But if anybody wants to join Clubhouse and doesn't have an invite yet because they're super exclusive, um, you can DM me and I will be giving away five invitations um this sunday so just dm me if you have ios then you will be able to get in right away if you don't you have to wait because they're still figuring out android but yeah we have a lot of new stuff coming up so exciting all right (laughs) so i don't have ios yet but i have a standing invitation from brit which is super exclusive that I can get in as soon as they let Android uh, peasants such as myself into Clubhouse. So I'll be there soon, you guys. (laughs) It is bizarre to me, though, since I work in coding apps, that they wouldn't have released it Android, released, not released it, released it. They wouldn't have released on Android first because it's it's honestly a lot easier to get on any Play Store or Android store. It's about the exclusivity, though. It's about being exclusive. Because now everybody wants to be on Clubhouse. I want to be on Clubhouse. I didn't even know what Clubhouse was two months ago. And now I want one. So, (laughs) yeah. That's true. But like I said, thank you, girls, for coming on for Jessica's birthday. She's old now. I am, officially. um, There is an iceberg that I will be pushing her off the the ocean on. Just later on this week, retiring her from life. It'll be it'll be good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I, I love oh. that I'm like six months older than you, and <laughs> I I I'm I'm basically expired milk. So yeah, <laughs> to the elephant graveyard we go. So you know this is what's coming up. Sorry yep. about that. Sorry that this is your future. <laughs>
whatever. I'm excited. Y'all are great. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so l- with that, let me go run down our stuff real quick. This is the f- the end of the first episode of Friends Month. We decided May would be Friends Month. We do have one aberration in that list. Hopefully he'll be a friend by the end of the conversation. But today we started with Freckles and Brett. And then next week, actually Sunday, we're going to have Tetsui and Allie from Tennessee from Twitter, if you know them, on the show. That'll be fun. I have a secret thing that I'm going to be doing for that episode that I won't tell anyone about. And it should be fun to see if anyone notices. We'll see. Um, past that, we're going to have Monica motherfucking Perez back, who is a good buddy. The week after that, we have Miss, Mr. Brad Binkley, her partner in crime, and also just a dope-ass fella. I, I'm so hip, guys. I'm so cool. Um, <laughs> after that, we have uh, Jeremy Kaufman, the guy who created Library and Odyssey, which is the decentralized video platform and file platform that you know defense distributed uses and everyone who wants to get information out and be not uncancelable we're going to have him on as well and we're going to talk about how right now the sec and the feds are coming at him hard because they want to shut that down but they're using crypto as the means to try to shut him down and finances it's bullshit beyond that if you want to find me on Twitter, at Cam Harless. If you want to find this 14th century peasant, at Soup Canarchist. Um, we have a locals, themadones.locals.com, but we're probably going to be retiring that within the week. I was the only, I was the only person on it. I was the only paying customer on it. I gave out a lot of free promos to people. Let's put it that way. But we're, we're looking at a move to a different platform. Yes. I am waiting to hear back on that. We'll talk more about that later. I make shirts. As you can see on the lovely Brit, I have tank tops. Sorry, it's green. I've got no. t-shirts. I've got hoodies. I've got pop sockets. We've got everything on Amazon. I will give you the, the link is in the description for the shirts. And if you want more, ask me. Brit looks so hot in her tank that I decided I wanted one, <laughs> by the way. You guys, I, yeah, I when, I gave, when I gave you the size for this, I was like, I'm a fucking lying bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I thought, I was like, there's no way this is going to fit. And it's only tight in the boobs, which I is not a bad thing. I'm not going to be one of those girls who are like, oh, my boobs are so big. It's bad. They're fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's, it's pretty dope. I love this. So. Awesome. Yeah, I just want the the gif of Brit going, oh, my boobs are so big. (laughs) (laughs) I love that too now. Cam, make it happen. I'll have to find it. I'll try. I'll try. Um, (laughs) If you want to watch us, which is the preferred way to do it, because you get to see the video, you get to see Brit's boobs. Sales pitch? I don't know. Weird thing to say? <laughs> Definitely. Um, we're also on Odyssey, if you want to check out the video there. If you want to listen, we are themadones.com or mlganetwork.com, where we have compiled the best Liberty podcasts, which needs to be updated because there have been a lot added since we did it two years ago. So I say the best, but it's two years old. Don't judge me. Mm. Well, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want Freckles and Britt here to go, oh, so we don't make the cut? No, Wait, what? I didn't know you two years ago. <laughs> um, if you want some coffee, 
some fine Italian beans. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use the, the promo code, the mad ones. You get 10% off the order. We get, we get some profit. We get to buy more shirts for our guests because that's the secret sauce. People. I send people it. shirts. Um, beyond that, check out, uh, Ryan Burgett, my partner in crime when it comes to the network and all this stuff. He runs BurgettDev.net. We do um, software solutions, websites, et cetera. All of the stuff that we do, we host ourselves. So if you want any software stuff, go to BurgettDev.net and ask. Also, if you want some video stuff, like you like some of the shit that I do on this show, I do it all. Every bit of video you see, I've made. Mm. If you want that, BurgettDev.net. Let Ryan know that I'm doing a good job so I can get paid. Don't forget to check out OPSEC Drip. And a special thank you to Mr. Dent from Zen Pro Audio, who sent me this beautiful microphone that lets these dulcet tones reach your ears every week. Dulcet. With that, I'm done. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I know it was a spiel, but hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, again, thank you, ladies. It's been a joy. Happy birthday, Jessica. Thank you. We love you, obviously. And uh, as always, dear audience, be the glitch you want to see in the Matrix. Matrix.